Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. You are now listening to the Week 5 Recap, Week 6 NFL Betting Preview. Uh, I'm joined this week by only one guest. I kind of sprung this on the guys a little early, <laughs> and Jeremy was the only one that could make it. So Thankfully, he is here beside me, um, and we're going to go ahead and be able to actually pre- uh, recap some of these games for you this week since we don't have to wait for everybody to talk. Um, what's going on this week, brother? How was how was your week last week? Um, yeah, I did really good. Well, I did really good at one o'clock, and then four o'clock I went a little cold. But then the Sunday night game, we killed it with the Josh Allen first touchdown. Um, both quarterbacks to throw for a touchdown in each half. And then I hit that nice little same-game parlay, 25 for 200, both quarterbacks uh, to throw for 250, and then both tight ends to score a touchdown, the old tight end special. Um, So I ended the week really well. Um, It rolled over into yesterday with the Colts plus 7.5 and and Jonathan Taylor first touchdown score, although we didn't get our Colts money line that we also were looking for. Yeah, and it was a good week for me as well. Um, It was actually a terrible week in terms of one bets, but – a good week uh in terms of spread picks. I mean, I was I was pretty much all over it. Felt sharp. I had the Raiders in a lot of my parlays because I just felt that there was no way that the Raiders were going to lose to the Bears, but I underestimated the whole Gruden um fucking you know, email controversy. I think that that honestly now that we see that that he's been asked to leave the team or he resigned or you know, whatever happened, I think that probably had something to do with the um, way that the Raiders were playing. It seemed like they were distracted. They didn't look like they have the past four weeks. Uh, they looked piss poor this week. So I, in retrospect, probably shouldn't have put them in any parlays, um, especially because Cowboys five and a half was a better bet. Um, same odds, too, as Raiders money line. And I knew that, that they would cover. So I should have just put the, the fucking Cowboys in for, for some of those Raiders picks that I had. But we have to move on, you know. I gotta move on to the next week and try and not make that mistake again. Betting on a team like yours is just a poor choice in general. I should know better by now, <laughs> but I did it anyway. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get into uh some of these games for week five. Jeremy and I are gonna recap some of the ones I think are worth talking about. Um we had Rams taking on the Seahawks on October seventh. That was Thursday night football. I got to watch that with some of the guys, Jack and Cook before uh, I was out at a bar watching with them. We had an interesting result here. I think that the Seahawks looked pretty good uh, opening up. I thought that they looked solid all the way through halftime, really. It wasn't until the third quarter that the Rams came alive, and I think that we all expected the Rams to, to kind of be the one that came out on top here. I picked the Rams last week, but at halftime, it looked like the Hawks could maybe win this game. Uh, Rams came out and scored 13 in the third quarter, 10 in the fourth. Whereas the Seattle Seahawks only managed ten points in the fourth quarter, Rams won twenty six to seventeen. Great performance from Stafford, three hundred sixty five yards, twenty five to thirty seven for completion attempts and <clears throat> a touchdown. He also threw an interception, which is a rare occurrence for Matt Stafford. But Robert Woods, uh, Bobby Trees, as we call him, had a fantastic game: twelve receptions for one hundred fifty yards, no tutties, but a really, really, really good game for him. He needed to get on the board and get some. Rece- and then, you know, Russ and, and Stafford, both of them got hurt, but 
Stafford remained on the field. Russ had to uh, had to leave the game, get his finger reset. There's ligament damage, so he's going to be out for six. Uh, we saw Geno Smith come in, threw for a touchdown and an interception, 131 yards on, on 17 attempts. Not an awful performance, but I don't know uh, how things are going to go for him moving forward for the next six weeks. Well, what did you take away from this game, Jeremy? Anything? Uh, yeah, well, at halftime, um, cause as we all know, I've been high on the Rams all year. I started getting nervous. I was like, I was like, are they really going to let me down here? Um, but then second half, they came out, they looked like the Rams. Um, my biggest takeaway was the fact that they almost let Geno Smith win that football game. Huh. I don't know about you, but in that fourth quarter, when Geno Smith was out there slinging it, I was like, dude, just put Russ back in. And I was rooting for the Rams. I was like, please put Russ back in. Uh, the Seahawks, I don't think, are going to be nearly as good for a couple weeks here. Uh, hopefully the Rams can keep the momentum rolling. That division's looking tough, man. Them, the Cardinals. Even the Niners played the Cardinals pretty well. Uh, Trey Lance looked okay, but he's injured now. Uh, knee injury, I believe, um, is what they're calling it. Um, but, yeah, I think both teams look good. The Seahawks are going to struggle for the next couple weeks without Russ, but hopefully they can get him back for the playoffs. I agree. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how Geno Smith works in tandem with that receiving core there. Lockett, I mean, could have had like four touchdowns last week and didn't fucked my fantasy week up pretty bad. Uh, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I think Geno Smith looked okay. I'm I'm hoping that that he's good enough to for the the Seahawks to stay competitive. We'll have to see. All right, let's move on to Sunday first game, nine thirty a.m. in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Well, or soccer. Uh, I'll show <laughs> my soccer rivals Tottenham. That's the Atlanta Falcons emerged victorious, only won by a touchdown here following a really, really solid second half from the New York Jets. Robert Sala seemed to have the boys fired up in that second half. They looked a lot better, but ultimately not enough to uh, come out on top versus the Falcons. Falcons rise to 2-3 and three while the New York Jets fall to 1-4. and four. I knew the Jets wouldn't win this game. There was absolutely no way they won two weeks in a row. I just don't think they're there yet. Um, but this was a relatively solid game. Um, from the Jets as a whole. No numbers really stand out to me. Zach Wilson did not have a great game, 192 yards with an interception. The rushing situation, Michael Carter got a majority of the carries with 10, 38 yards for him and a touchdown. Ty Johnson got himself a touchdown as well, uh, only four carries for 12 yards for him. Corey Davis, relatively solid game. Keelan Cole had a couple of receptions. Denzel Mims, he had a really nice reception early on, but... Overall, I just don't you know. None of these guys stand out to me as as the players that are going to be Zach Wilson's number one receiver or running back. Um, Corey Davis, I, I guess you could say maybe you know he has the talent to do so, but he didn't stand out to me as anything particularly fantastic in this. And I just think the Jets are not there yet. I don't think that Wilson has a ton of protection. I think that when he runs scared, it's really really tough for him to get the ball downfield. And he may improve at that, or he may not. We'll have to see. Uh, but the Jets are are just not there. Falcons, in terms of the way that they played, Matt Ryan looked fantastic. This was a master class from him. Returned to years prior. 342 yards, 33 out of 45 complete. Um, two touchdowns. And Cordero Patterson had a, another really solid game. 60 receiving yards on seven receptions. Uh, 54 rushing yards on 14 rushes. Just such a great game from him and Mike Davis as well as a two-headed dragon in the backfield. Kyle Pitts, monster game. Nine receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. He broke out this game. He looked amazing. 
really, the Falcons had it all put together this game, and they still managed to let up 20 points to the Jets. So I think that the defense and, uh, and the Falcons uh, team is suspect, to say the least. But their offense looked good here, and I think the Falcons could win a couple more games this season, but I just don't see them contending in, in any manner whatsoever. Uh, but it's always nice to see Matt Ryan you know, back in action. Matty Ice doing what he's best. Uh, what do you take away from this one? Yeah, no, that kind of went as we expected. Uh, Falcons winning that game. Yeah, like you said, there's only the Jets win two weeks in a row. Um, I thought this was pretty much how the game was going to go. Falcons win by one or two scores. Uh, if they would have had Calvin Ridley um, and Russell Gage, obviously I think it would have been a little more of a blowout than it was. But yeah, neither team looks good. Neither team holds really any relevancy moving forward. And uh, the only relevant thing about that was that we got to watch football at 930 in the morning, which was cool. Yeah, that was. That was awesome. We have another one of those games. I think I. Uh, it's another useless game. It's the Jaguars versus the Dolphins. Oh, that's the that's the nine thirty game. Yep, we're really giving uh, we're really giving them our best talent over there across oh, the water. We really hate them. Okay, we'll move on to Pat's Texans. A second half rally by the New England Patriots was the difference in. Uh, 16 points in the second half versus the Texans. Seven, they fell off. Pats win by a margin of three, 22. Mac Jones had a relatively solid game, almost 250 yards. He settled at 231. Um, 23 out of 30 completions, uh, a touchdown, and an interception. But Damian Harris looked fantastic, rushing for 58 yards on 14. I thought he looked really, really solid. He's a great back. Hunter Henry was the leading receiver here with 75. Jacoby Myers still has not found the end zone one time in his entire career. He's thrown for touchdowns, just not scored them uh, himself. So just a team effort here. This was classic Bill Belichick. Uh, Pats you know, had everything going in the second half for the guys. I think they looked good in the second half. But to be honest with you, this is more about the Texans collapsing and being poorly coached uh, with, with a a quarterback who just ultimately is not equipped to get it done when it matters. Uh, I will say Davis Mills looked very, very good in the first half. The Texans looked uh, fantastic. 21 out of 29 completions, 312 yards, which is a ton for a guy that had like not even 100 yards last week, and three touchdowns. Mark Ingram looked good in the backfield. Chris Moore at five receptions and 109 yards and a touchdown. Chris Conley, another random-ass person to score. Uh, with three receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. These guys, um, they looked better. The tight, the Texans looked much better. I just don't think that if they can't, like, if they can't win this game, they're not winning games against teams that are, you know, remotely better than the Pats. So, unfortunate for the Texans. Another shitty season for them coming up. But good to see the Pats uh, battle back. That was my takeaway. How about you? Uh, yeah, as we said, uh, we were talking during the game, uh, we thought the Pats were going to come back, they had a chance, they just looked bad the first half, um, the Patriots defense, though, looked really good all season, um, I think that's always going to give them a chance to compete moving forward, Davis Mills, I really don't think is good, I mean, yeah, he played, uh, he played pretty well this weekend, but, I mean, if we look at last week, he had, what, like, 50 passing yards and two interceptions, and then go back before that, he wasn't good. Um, I think the Texans are going to be irrelevant, but the Pats are going to uh, keep competing all season and make it close. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, we'll move on to 
Oh, Lions-Vikings. What a shit fest this was. Um, the Detroit Lions took on the Minnesota Vikings. Lions fall to 0-5. Vikings just barely escape and rise to 2-3. and This game was a disaster. I'm just going to let you go ahead and take, take hold of this one. I don't even want to talk about it. All right, yeah, both teams did look bad, um, very bad. Um, the only good player in the whole game was Alexander Madison and Justin Jefferson, I guess, in the first half, but then uh, they just decided he was no longer relevant. Um, another heartbreaker, though, for the Lions fans. What was that? It was either, I think it was two weeks ago. Justin Tucker's uh, career or NFL record setting um, field goal to ice them with, the, with no time remaining on the clock. And then this week, they thought they iced the Vikings with 20 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever it was. And then Kirk Cousins pulls out a miracle to get them down the field into field goal range. I mean, Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins is still being the same Kirk Cousins he's been since he was on the now football team. Um, This, I mean, I think we were all over the Lions last week for this, um, even though we said it was going to bite us, but it actually ended up working out for us here. Lions are going to continue to be bad. Vikings are going to continue to decide if they want to be good or bad. Um, I don't know. They still haven't made a decision there. Um, yeah, that game was just not good, in my opinion. Any any way you look at it, just wasn't a good game for either team. Vikings got lucky. Lions lost again. Yeah, no, <laughs> going it, was, to it was a mess. I mean, it was a 100%. did say that it was going to bite us, but we were all on Lions 10.5, which had a meet, and it hit for us. I just don't believe in the Vikings whatsoever. We'll go ahead and move on to another absolute shit fest of a game. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles 21, Carolina Panthers. Eagles rise to 2-3, and three, while the Panthers and Sam Darnold fall to 3-2. and two. Find a second-half effort from Sirianni and the Eagles. Mm, this game was terrible. Jalen Hurts finished <clears throat> with 22 out of 37 completions. 198 yards and an interception. Miles Sanders rushed for 45 yards behind 11 carries. Jalen Hurts rushed for two touchdowns um, and 30 yards. And we had a relatively decent game from Devontae Smith. Um, 77 yards and seven receptions. Average of 11, which I'm happy with. It was nice to see uh, Devontae getting targets more than, than we passed because he covered so heavily. Sam Donald was seeing ghosts again in this game. 21 out of 37. Completions, 177 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. This was a return to Jet Sam Darnold, and it's bound to happen. Um, it's you're gonna have off weeks. It happens. I, I don't think that we can say, "Oh, the Panthers are done," or "The Panthers have come back down to earth." Um, this kind of shit happens. Slip ups happen. I don't necessarily have anything for the Eagles or the Panthers. However, I was on the Eagles cover train, so uh, that's nice for me. But Chubba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, however you want to say it. I say Chubba. Rhymes. 24 carries for 101 yards. No touchdowns. Uh, you, Tommy Tremble caught a touchdown, didn't he, in this game? Yeah, he did. I think it was another trick play. Yeah. Um, that's how he scored earlier in the season as well. So, just hard, man. Really, really hard um, loss for the Panthers. There was a blocked punt at the end that made sure the Eagles um, could get down there and score. 15 points in the 15 points in the second half for the Eagles versus three for the uh, Carolina Panthers. That's just not going to win you a football game. 
Uh, and the Panthers let the Eagles escape here. I think the Birds were three and a half point dogs. So, you know, you had Eagles plus three and a half. You won here. Uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah. Um, so my biggest takeaways were for as a Panthers fan, uh, Chubba Bubba Hubbard, whatever we want to call him, he looked good. Uh, he, I mean, he did fine filling in for Chris McCaffrey. Um, but our offense just isn't the same without them. Neither team offense looked great. Both teams' defenses looked very good, though. Um, so that's good for Eagles fans as well moving forward. I thought their defense has looked pretty solid all season. Um, but then for the Panthers, if they, if we can't get our O-line figured out, there's going to be a lot more Jets, Sam Darnold appearances, in my opinion. Because if he gets too much pressure on him, then he's really going to start seeing the ghosts from the past, and he's just going to be throwing interceptions like he did this week. But if we can protect him a little better, um, I think we have good offensive weapons. Um, they'll play well. Eagles defense looks good. If they can just figure it out on offense a little bit, uh, Jalen Hurts one week will look really good. Next week he'll look average. Um, but that happens with a young quarterback. I think both teams look pretty good from here on out. Um, Eagles, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they'll end up in second, in my opinion. But they should be around a 500 football team, which is good for yeah. how young they are. Yeah, I agree. Can't ask for much more than that. We'll move on to Saints 33, Washington football team 22. This game was a disaster. Um, Jameis Winston, 15 of 30 on completion, so just about 50%. Like old Jameis missing targets. 279 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Alvin Kamara rushed for 71 yards on 16 carries with a touchdown and also received for 51 yards on five receptions with a touchdown in that sector as well. So two TDs for Kamara, two TDs for Marquez Callaway, who had 85 yards on four receptions. Um, and then Deontay Harris had himself a touchdown. He had one reception for 72 yards. That was an absolute. Uh, the Saints looked really good this week. Washington, I really thought that they could pull this one out. They did not. Heineken threw two interceptions on 50 yards. Gibson rushed for 60 yards on 20 carries with two TDs. But they couldn't get it going in the air. And defensively, they looked better this week, but they didn't do anything with those turnovers. They forced a lot of turnovers from the Saints. Um, and they just they didn't make anything of these turnovers. And that's why this game wound up with them losing by 11 points. I mean, it was never, ever that close, I feel. Uh, I feel, or it was never really that far away. I always thought the game was closer. It felt closer. There was always a chance that... Uh, football team would come back, but they just couldn't get anything going in the second half. Uh, the third quarter especially was really poor for them, just three points. Third quarter in general sucked, um, but this game was was a mess. I shouldn't have been on the football team. I only had them in one slip, and they burned me. But Heineke, I have questions about. I think some weeks he's amazing, some weeks like Jameis Winston light, to be honest. So uh, I don't know. What what you take away from this? Uh, yeah, my only big takeaway is kind of what we talked about two weeks ago. The football team's defense is bad. They have all the talent in the world, but their defensive scheming is horrible. They get no pressure on the quarterback when they have some of the best uh, D linemen and linebackers in the league, and then that just leaves their corners open to get exposed. Um, so unless they change their defensive scheme, they're just going to get ruined the rest of the season anytime they play a good team if you're giving up 33 points to the saints i think they scored 33 points combined like the last four weeks or three weeks ever since week one yeah. um so yeah washington football team's defense being bad is my big takeaway from that game all right titans 37 jaguars 19 this game went how i thought it would 
Um, Tannehill looked all right, but really Derrick Henry was the one that stole the show here. Three touchdowns, 130 yards on 29 carries. It was all about feed, big man. Um, James Robinson had a great game for the Jags, 150 yards on 18 carries with a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence rushed in for one, threw for 273 yards. Um, it was just kind of one of those games. It was a weird one. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about it, to be honest with you. The Titans should have won this game. They should have covered. They did both things. And the Jags fall to 0-5. Well, the Titans emerge from fraudulence at 3-2. and What do you take away from this? Uh, yeah, this one, just as I expected. Um, remember, people, I said lock of the week last week. I said go take out a loan, put it on the Titans minus 4.5, and, and you would have repaid the loan, and you'd be sitting here on some fat money. I hope people took the Titans. That game was like, I don't know what Vegas was doing. I guess they thought because they lost to the Jets they were bad, but I don't think they realized that they were getting players back this week. Um, so, yeah, that just went as expected. Jaguars stood no chance. Um, Titans did what they're supposed to do, and hopefully the Titans look better from here on out. We have the Dolphins and Buccaneers. This game was in in Tampa. Yes, it was. So this game finished with the Buccaneers winning by 30 points. 45 to 17 was the final score. Bucks rise to four and one. Dolphins fall to one and four where they belong. Kobe Brissett did have a relatively decent year. Threw for 275 yards, 27 out of 39 on completions, two touchdowns, and an interception. Miles Gaskin. Looked solid in this game with two receiving touchdowns, 74 yards uh, on 10 receptions. And he was not really getting anything going on the ground. Um, nobody got anything going on the ground in this game, to be honest with you. I think I, I saw Jalen Waddle have a couple of decent receptions as well, just two for him. Mike Kosicki looked okay. Preston Williams looked okay. They are depleted at the receiver position. So that is why guys like Miles Gaskin, who have been decoys in the recent week, have been forced to shoulder some of that load, catch some of those balls, and run them in. I thought the Dolphins looked okay in the first half, to be honest. They put up 10 in the first quarter, but the Bucks came back with vengeance in the second, put up 17 there, were held scoreless in the third, but put up another 21 in the fourth. A.B. looked unbelievable in this game. Brady threw for 400, 411 yards, five touchdowns. That looked good, rushed for 67 and a touchdown. A.B. was just on 124 yards on seven receptions with two touchdowns. Evans, the same, 113 on receptions, two touchdowns. Godwin was there to provide support with 70 yards. And general, I mean, they, they got it just going. They got it going on. The, the high-powered offense for the Bucs is unbelievable. Uh, I don't see how it's going to stop. When the, when the weather's dry, the weather's nice, the Bucs are just going to eat you alive, and that's what they do here. What do you think of this one? Yeah, their offense is unbelievable. If they can just, uh, I mean, obviously uh, injuries have plagued them, but if they can get some help in the secondary, they're going to be unbelievable moving forward. I mean, their offense is going to obviously win them a bunch of games, but having that good defense will help them against teams like the Rams, you know, the Cardinals, you know, some of the tougher competition will face eventually in the playoffs. The Bucks looked like the Bucks. The Dolphins looked like the Dolphins. I think uh, hopefully Vegas is finally done thinking the Dolphins are good. Well, actually, hopefully they don't. They're not done thinking the Dolphins are good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that kind of went as we all expected. Tom Brady comeback game after throwing zero touchdowns in New England. I mean, you knew he was going to come back and get his name back in the MVP conversation. Yeah. All righty. Let's move on to having a tough time to scroll. Oh, Packers 25, Bengals 25. This one finished in oak. I don't even want to talk about it because it was such a disaster. I think the Packers should have probably won this game. 
buy a touchdown, but they couldn't. Uh, Rodgers threw for 344 yards with two touchdowns. Rare interception, may I add. Aaron Jones rushed for 103 yards on four carries, no touchdowns. Devontae Adams received 200 yards on 11 receptions with a touchdown. A.J. Dillon followed him um, not so closely. 50 receiving yards and a touchdown. Self. Wow. I mean, what a game. The Packers' defense looked better in this game in terms of turnovers. You know, they caught two, recept- or two interceptions here. But uh, it was the offense that really carried them to victory. No thanks to Mason Crosby, the spot kicker for the Packers. He was fucking horrible in this game. I think he missed four kicks. Three kicks, four kicks. Um, but the Bengals missed some kicks, too. They had a rookie. He missed some kicks, and it was just a complete disaster. Burrow looked good, threw for two th- uh, two touchdowns, but also two interceptions. Uh, couldn't get it necessarily going on the ground. Uh, the Bengals this week, Mixon finished with 33 yards on 10 carries. But Samaj Perine picked up some of the load with 50. Jamar Chase, this guy's unbelievable. 160 yards on six receptions and a touchdown for him. Tyler Boyd couldn't get anything going. T. Higgins didn't get a lot of targets. So it was just it was one of those games that w- that was closer than it probably should have been. But I think we have to give the Bengals some credit. Um, they looked awesome. They 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 came back in the face of adversity and and put up a really tight, close fight with the Packers, who are a far better team. I would say are probably coached better as well. Um, I have some questions about the coaching in Green Bay. I just don't know what's going on. I, I don't know how you feel, but. And that coaching, man, that that's gonna bite them in an important game. I just, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, both teams played how I uh, we they've been playing all season, in my opinion. Both good offenses, bad defenses. Um, but yeah, the Packers, there's something suspect going on over there in Green Bay. I don't know if Lafleur is changing his schemes for this year or what's going on but yeah they look a little different than they have in the past seasons I think he needs to just hand the reins of the team over to Aaron Rodgers I don't care if Aaron Rodgers starts going defensive plays too Um, but they need to just let their best players get to work I know they didn't have Jair Alexander um, on defense but still they got to find ways to be better than how they've been on defense I mean because eventually it's going to come back to bite them when you play when they get to the playoffs and they run into Tom Brady and the Bucks, like what? What do you want Aaron Rodgers to do? Put up sixty points because the Bucks will score fifty on Green Bay's defense with the way they look right now. It's it's horrible. Yeah, I. All righty, let's go ahead and move on to. Um, Broncos Steelers. Steelers win by eight, twenty-seven to nineteen is the finishing score. Steelers rise to two and three. Broncos fall to three and two. Broncos fraud fest is. <clears throat> officially begun. We are going to witness the collapse of the Denver Broncos. I don't know what's going on with Pat Shermer falling. It seems faster. He's a broad coach. It doesn't surprise me, to be honest, that this is happening too. Teddy Two Gloves finishes with 288 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Javante Williams continues to be a breakout stud. 61 yards on eight carries, two touchdowns for him. Portland Sutton receives for 120 yards with a touchdown, seven receptions. We had a couple of other... Uh, notable receivers, Tim Patrick, especially 89 yards, no touchdowns. Kendall Hinton, who I think was playing quarterback at some point for the Broncos last season when their depth chart got fucked up with COVID, uh, he had a touchdown as well. We're not seeing as much tight end um, inclusion this year with the Broncos. I think we saw more last year. Noah Fant had a relatively decent 
year. Not seeing so much of that this year. Only 20 reception yards for uh, this week. Steelers looked fantastic. They looked much better. Their defense almost let it up at the end, but they held strong. Big Ben returned to eh, somewhat decent form this week with 253 yards and two touchdowns. Najee Harris, who is a grown man, rushed for 122 yards and a touchdown. And then we had Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Both had really, really nice games. Deontay Johnson saw two receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. That first one was an absolute bomb. And Chase Claypool had a really, really nice week with five receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. I don't know where I stand on the Steelers in general. I don't think that they are a good team. I don't think that they're even going to make the playoffs, but I think that this was one of those games that we all knew how it was going to go. So what do you think about this? Yeah, no, I think the Steelers um, will take care of business in games like this, you know, where they have a little bit of a weaker opponent, but I still don't trust them against good teams moving forward. Broncos did finally get exposed. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily a bad football team, but you know what Teddy Two Gloves gives you. He's a game manager. You know, he'll keep you in the game, but he's not going to go out there and win you the game. Um, I think Javante Williams, like you said, has been looking good. Um, Hopefully they get him more involved moving forward because Melvin Gordon isn't the future of their team. I mean, they got these young guys like Javante Williams. I don't know if Tim Patrick's old or young. I've never heard of him prior to this season. He's pretty young. Um, yeah, Hitton's pretty young. I mean, Corlin Sutton's not old by any means either. They got a decent uh, core of skill positions. If they could just figure out uh, the few missing pieces they have, which I don't have the answers to. I'm not. A, I don't pay too much attention to the Broncos. Um, but yeah, they're they'll they'll beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and I think they're going to lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to all season. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, we'll move on. Bears twenty, Raiders nine. What the fuck? Uh, Chicago Bears. Behind an awful performance from Fields and Andy, well, Andy Dalton only had one. Uh, Justin Fields, twelve for twenty, one hundred eleven yards and a touchdown. He looked fucking terrible. Khalil Herbert rushed for seventy-five yards on eighteen carries. Damian Williams, sixty-four on six touchdown for uh, Damian. Well, receiving, not even going to talk about it because there wasn't any fucking receptions. They combined for like one hundred fifty yards in the air. That's it. Um, just terrible, terrible performance from Fields. I don't think he's Coaching is good in Chicago. I just think the Bears are an awful team, but the Raiders fell. They just they fell and shit all over themselves. Um, couldn't get it going on the ground. Couldn't get it going in the air. Um, Derek Carr only threw for 260, or 206 yards and interceptions. Five complete. I don't have a ton to say. Um, the Raiders fucking suck. They're 3-2 and two now. They should probably be 2-4. and four. Um, the Chicago Bears are somehow three and two. It makes no sense to me, but here they are. Um, what an absolutely heinous game this was. Yeah, no, this game hurt my eyeballs to even watch at any point. Um, I mean, I think for the Raiders, honestly, uh, I think it's good they're getting rid of John Gruden. I've never been a huge John Gruden fan, not like as a person, but as a coach. Um, I've, I've never thought he was great. Um, the Bears, I guess, just were less bad than the Raiders is the best way to put it. Um, I don't think the Bears have a good season in front of them moving forward. Um, the Raiders probably finish around 500 now that they got all this turmoil going on. Um, both teams, I think, by the end of the year are going to be irrelevant based on what it looked like this week. All right, let's move along to 
game of the week, baby. Browns Chargers. Oh yeah, Browns Chargers. This was the game of the week. Um, a ton of lead changes in this game. A massive fourth quarter from the Chargers. Like Chargers winning. For- Chargers rise to four and one. They are at the top of the AFC. Into for the Browns, who really just couldn't get away with one. 305 yards for Baker, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb rushed for 160, Hunt for six. Two for uh, two touchdowns for Kareem Hunt, a touchdown for Chubb. David Njoku, fantastic game, seven receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Chard Higgins caught a touchdown as well. Um, the Chargers, though, I mean, these guys are legit. Justin Herbert is a special, special boy. 26 out of 43 for attempts. 398 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Austin Eckler rushed for two touchdowns on 66 yards. Mike Williams caught two touchdowns, 165 yards, and eight receptions. A week late, it was his birthday last week. He didn't do anything, but this week he was here. Keenan Allen, 75 yards on six receptions. No touchdowns for him, but I'll be honest, he caught the most important catch of the game towards the very end um, on that winning drive. It was just amazing to watch Herbert link up. He pointed to him after he caught that ball. Just beautiful to see. Austin Eckler also caught 53 yards of receiving for him on top of that absolutely monstrous um, uh, rushing. So Donald Parham also scored, that guy that I called Parmesan last week. Um, 47 total points. What an absolutely... Unbelievable game to watch in terms of offense. These defenses are Swiss cheese, I'll be honest, but it was so, so entertaining. I love a game that has a ton of... Um, I think the Chargers are really contenders this year. What do you think? Sorry, that's just having some audio issues, but um, I do think the Chargers are contenders moving forward. Their offense looks unbelievable, but like you said, their defense is what's going to kill them. I seem like I feel like that's been a a theme with a lot of these teams this year, like them and the Packers um, and teams like that. But what I took away was that for once Baker Mayfield didn't hurt the Browns. In my opinion, he's always been kind of like their problem, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and all them, they're all going to do their job. But for once he almost willed them back into the game, which was cool to watch. Um, Justin Herbert, I picked him first in my di- uh, first round in my dynasty draft this season, so that's finally paying for uh, coming to fruition there. And I also have Mike Williams, so that that was my takeaway for personally for myself. Um, but yeah, Baker looked surprisingly good, especially with all this torn labrum talk that they've been having. Herbert looks like a, an MVP candidate uh, moving forward, not just this year but the coming ten years. Um, Mike Williams could be the new wide receiver one as Keenan. Allen slows down later in his career here. The Chargers are going to be dangerous for years to come. Yeah, I agree. Crazy to watch. I mean, see Herbert develop as a... Um, all right. New York Giants 20, Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys 44. Uh, Cowboys rise to 4-1. and one. Giants fall to 1-4 where they certainly... Uh, probably should be 0-5, honestly. Like Glennon was the quarterback for most of this. 96 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, Daniel Jones got injured, got out. Uh, he threw for 100 yards in this game. Only had 13 attempts, so he wasn't in for all that long. Devontae Booker rushed for four yards. The real story in this game was Kadarius Tony, who received 189 yards 
worth of football. I mean, what an unbelievable game from him. No touchdowns for him, unfortunate, but he looked absolutely amazing. The Cowboys, though, of course, they were they were on it. Um, 22 of 32 for Dak, 302 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Zeke rushed for 110 and a touchdown, and he also received a touchdown, I believe, just to two. Pass and rush that word. Yeah, uh, walked that one in. So it was a it was a good game for the Cowboys. High powered offense, as we've seen. Dalton Schultz looked good. Amari Cooper looked good. Uh, C.D. Lamb looked good. They got Noah Brown involved in this one. He had almost forty yards. They just look unstoppable on the ground in the air. Defensively, they are a little suspect, but still relatively solid. I think it's unfortunate that Daniel Jones got hurt. You know, I don't like the guy, but I don't want to see anybody get injured. And it sucks because they're just, they don't protect them the right way. So that was always bound to happen. It was going to happen sooner. Unfortunate for the Giants, but good to see the Cowboys slaughtering the Giants. I love to see that because um, I hate the Giants more than I hate the Cowboys, to be honest with you. So uh, what'd you take from this one? Uh, yeah, well, let's not, I mean, yes, the Cowboys did what they were supposed to in the long run. But prior to Daniel Jones getting knocked out of the game, this game looked like it could have went either way, which yeah. is good for the and not so good for the Cowboys, obviously. Um, but yeah, Kadarius Tony, um, that's my kind of guy. 180 yards and then ends the game by trying to punch a guy who's got a helmet on. Like that's he's he's there to stay. He's the man in that's New York game. now. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, you know, uh, finally putting together some good games. Doing him, Dak looks like comeback player of the year. Sadly, um, no Sam Darnold comeback player of the year for me. Uh, um, but yeah, Cowboys look good. Um, Giants look better than I expected prior to um, them having to have Mike Lennon play. I can't remember what the last team he played for was. The Browns maybe or like the Buccaneers when they were bad. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that went, yeah, yeah, he did. But yeah, one is expected. Cowboys good, Giants better than expected. Um, but nothing crazy to take away from that game. Okay, let's go ahead and move Niners cards. Niners lose this one to the Cardinals, who win and cover for your boy. Cardinals rise to 5-0. and uh, Niners 2-3. 17-10 was the final score of this game. 192 yards for Trey Lance, who looked just all right in this interception for him. He did rush for 90 yards, uh, so that was impressive to see. But ultimately, I don't think this is fancy from them. They are who I thought they were. Uh, they stink. The cards didn't play that well in this game either. The offense couldn't get it going. It, you know, it's high powered, it's high scoring. Um, but this one, nothing too fancy. Three hundred or two hundred thirty nine yards for Kyler Murray. Uh, touchdown, no interceptions. But receiving DeAndre Hopkins looked really good. He's had a couple of just mediocre weeks of production. I thought he looked good. I think Rondell Moore is a special, special receiver as well. He can rush. He can receive. He's one of those guys that kind of reminds me of Miles Gaskin. He's more of a deep thing Gaskin is. I just think that he has a long future in this league. He looked great. Game and I cards, you know, they're going to get it done. Even in these grindy, weird games, they're going to come out on top. So what do you think? Yeah, I did call that the um, Cardinals would come out and be frauds this week, which, I mean, in reality, they were. The yeah. Niners were bad as well. 
Um, like you said, Randall Moore, he looks really good. Um, I kind of feel bad for Christian Kirk because he was always like that second guy there doing his thing. Um, but now he's kind of just like out of the equation. He's just kind of hanging out, I think. Um, but yeah, Cardinals, um, offense not as high powered this week, but yeah, it is good to see that they can win these close games. Uh, Trey Lance, uh, other than that bad pick he had, like right to start the game, he didn't look bad. I mean, he didn't look great. Obviously they scored 10 points. Um, but yeah, D hop looked good. Hopefully they can get him more involved moving forward. Cause that was something that concerned me at the beginning of the year. Um, because they were winning these games, but yeah, your best player is not getting involved. I mean, other than Kyler, obviously. Um, but yeah, they look good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, for when they play the Rams again um, towards the end of the season because I think they'll be two really good contenders. Um, but th- they should continue to roll here over the next couple weeks. Yep. Great. All right, we had Bills Chiefs and the Bills on top. Dominating the AFC. Bills 4-1, and one, Chiefs 2. This game finished with 58 total points, 38-20. to 20, and the- Josh Allen had a fantastic game. Rushed for a touchdown, rushed for 60 yards. Through for 315. This guy is unreal. My favorite quarterback in the league. Dawson Knox is go-to receiver, I guess. I don't know what's going on. Diggs is just a joy these days. Uh, 117 yards, four knocks, three receptions, and a touchdown. Been two touchdowns or three touchdowns on this game, to be honest with you. Daniel Sanders caught two touchdowns. 54 yards for him. Zach Moss caught for 55 yards. Stephon Diggs. Uh, also received 70 yards worth of football. Now, I just, I don't know how anybody's going to beat the Bills when they play like this. Um, Chiefs look terrible. Mahomes, two interceptions, 272 yards. That's an awful stat line for him, to be honest with you. Two, two interceptions is rare for Mahomes. Um, he rushed for 61 yards, but they couldn't get it going on the game, or on the ground. Slide. Uh, Brain MCL, he's going to be out for a couple weeks now. McCall Hardman was their leading receiver in this one. Uh, Tyreek also got a little bit of an injury. Kelsey got a little bit of a knock. So really shitty performance for the the Chiefs. That defense, though, is the takeaway from me. They are Swiss fucking Chiefs. Sorensen is a liability uh, in recent weeks. Looked okay in a couple games, but I just think he's not really the one. I saw Teron Matthew was pissed. He had his hands up a couple times. When Sorensen had, that's that's the real takeaway for me. Chiefs defense is going to close them out, but the Bills continue to ride, circle the wagons. What do you think? Yeah, um, Bills look good. Um, the Chiefs continue to look suspect, which is kind of concerning. Um, just I mean, not I'm not a Chiefs fan or anything, but just concerning from how they've looked the last couple years to now. It's kind of like what's going on there down in Kansas City. Bills look just like they did at the end of last season, which is good. They've kind of done the opposite of the Chiefs. Um, Sorensen, yeah, he um. He's really costing the Chiefs a lot of points these days. Um, he's letting defenders get over or wide receivers get over his head, which is like the number one rule is a safety. Um, you never let the wide receivers get over your head by that much. Um, he Chiefs defense really bad. Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what's going on with him, man. I, I I still really like him. He's still a top two quarterback, top three quarterback in the league. Like he's still the man. Um, but he's looked weird. Um, he's got to get Kelsey a little more involved. He had him more involved this week than last week, but I think Kelsey helps kind of set the tone of the game. Cause once you start putting bodies on Travis Kelsey, that's when you got guys like Tyreek just eating downfield. 
Um, Byron Pringle, surprise development for the Chiefs this year. He's got a couple touchdowns in the red zone. Um, but yeah, Bills are probably one of my Super Bowl favorites moving forward with the way they've looked these last couple weeks. I agree. Okay, last game of the week before we... Oh, we're going to have to quickie, quickly give you our picks because, fuck, we've taken a long time. Colts, 25, Ravens, 31. Second half effort from the Baltimore Ravens uh, ends with the Ravens on top. They rise to 4-1, and one, and Indianapolis Colts, 4. Carson Wentz had a fantastic game in terms of passing. 402 yards, touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 53 and a touchdown, but received for 160 yards. Three receptions and a touchdown. Pittman, great game, 90 yards, touchdown for him as well. Uh, and Paris Campbell, who had a relatively solid game, also caught 56 yards worth of football. Um, the Ravens, though, I mean, Lamar had a monster game. 442 yards, four touchdowns, rushed for 62 yards, no rushing TDs. Mark Andrews had 11 receptions on 150 yards, two touchdowns. Marquise Brown, 125 yards. Touchdowns for him as well. This was a Mondo second half game from the Ravens, especially in the receiving sector. They looked so good. The Colts, they got to blame Reich for that one, I think. Um, Wentz did all he possibly could. Taylor did all he possibly could. That was a poor defensive effort. Indianapolis. What did you think, Jeremy? Yeah, if there's a worst coach award, like they do the best coach every year, give it to Frank Reich. Your starting running back, the cornerstone, of your franchise takes the what the second second time he gets the ball to the crib on the first drive of the game and then you proceed to run marlon mack down their throat for the next two quarters who and he gets like 30 yards what are we doing you have jonathan taylor on your team for a reason you need to let him eat they would have what jonathan taylor if they would have played him the whole game he would have had 250 scrimmage yards they would have had 40 points and they would have won the game Frank Reich fired. Get him out of there. Good job by Lamar and the Ravens to come back, but the Colts lost that game more than the Ravens won it. Yeah. Sure. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and move on to XC. I have uh, the line. So, Thursday game this week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Philadelphia I am all over Bucks minus seven. I'm not going to give you guys a ton of explanation. Gotta cut this. Um, but Bucks minus seven, I think that Eagles defense okay, but I don't think this stop this high powered Buccaneers offense. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Bucks minus seven. I don't really think it needs a lot of explanation. You're not gonna out offense the Bucks and the Philly Eagles haven't looked nearly explosive enough offensively to keep up with the Bucks. So yep, give me the Bucks minus seven. Keep it simple. Okay. We have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars and London on at 9.31 a.m. Dolphins are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I am taking the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to take them on the money line. I'm not going to touch that spread because spreads can get messy with shitty teams. I'm going to take Dolphins' money line minus one. Jags winning. All right, well, here's one where we're going to differ. Um, Jaguars' offense hasn't looked bad two weeks in a row, in my opinion. Um them getting James Robinson involved is going to help. Meanwhile, the Dolphins refuse to run the ball. Miles Gaskin has maybe 20 carries on the season. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville plus three and a half, and I'm also going to sprinkle the money line. Let me emphasize that, people, if you're listening. Sprinkle the money line. We're not going heavy on it. This game's a toss-up. Let's be real here. But we're going to take the three and a half, and we're going to sprinkle the money line. Probably the worst game of the 
We have the Houston. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I said that's why we sent him out of the country. We didn't want to watch it here. All right, we have the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts up next. Texans currently nine and nine and a half point dogs. I mean, that's insane. Colts open up as nine and a half point favorites. I am not touching that actual spread, and the money line value is not good enough for me. Wrong with that. So I'm going to take Colts six and a half. There's no way the Colts lose this game. I just don't see it happening. Colts six and a half is minus one six. I'm all over that. I might SGP it. Jonathan Taylor just got him on my fantasy team last week. Had a Mondo week this week, and I think he's another one upcoming here against the Texans secondary. So Colts minus six and a half and Taylor TD for me. That's exactly what I was looking at. Mark me down for the same thing. Colts minus six and a half, Jonathan Taylor touchdown. I mean, if he can score these last two weeks, there's no reason he doesn't score against the Texans. So, yep, Colts minus six and a half, and Jonathan Taylor touchdown, baby. Cool. I just, I don't see how. Extra. Uh, okay, we have Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. Packers are four and a half point favorites. Packers minus four and a half. I mean, lock lock it in right now. No way they lose to the Bears. I don't see it happening. Aaron Rodgers never loses to the Bears. Not happening in this. I'm all over Packers minus. Yeah, if you really think, if you're out there and you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way to lose to Matt Nagy and the Bears, you're out of your mind. Give me Packers minus four and a half. Lock it in now. This is going to be one of the best bets of the week, in my opinion. I agree. Value's great there, too. Kansas City Chiefs take on the Washington football team. Oh, I hate this one. Uh, Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. That's my favorite line in all of football. I'm taking it. Taking Chiefs minus six and a half. I just don't see the football team at sussy defense. Um, I don't see them really stopping Mahomes. There's no way Mahomes continues to play like this shittily uh, for this long. I, I'm going to take Chiefs. I don't care about their injuries. Um, I think Terrell Williams is a better back than Clyde, too, to be honest. I'm taking Chiefs on a six and a half. Yep, I'm in on the Chiefs as well. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw six interceptions all season last year. He's got six already, so he's about to turn that around. Taylor Heineke, as much as we've been, you know, liking him, he can't compete with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm going to take the Chiefs minus six and a half. And listen here, people. If you do Chiefs money line with the Packers money line, you get it at about minus 103 to minus 110, somewhere in there. That is an unbelievable lock, both of them, money line. Yeah, you're gonna... uh, oh, no, I got six and a half, but oh, the parlay with, with the Chiefs Packers money line, just letting the people know oh, to yeah, take yeah. a look. Uh, all right, we have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Carolina Panthers. Oh, this one's... Um, I'm saying just for the culture, I'm going to go with Vikings money line because it is plus odds. It's plus 104. I'd probably put that into a teaser. Um, or if I take the spread, I'll probably put it in a teaser. Uh, it's going to be a messy game. I really think that's another one of those toss-up games because you never know what Kirk's going to do when he comes out there. Uh, but I'm going to take Vikings money line. Just on. Yeah, this is going to be an absolutely horrible game. Panthers, uh, I mean, they. I don't even know what to do anymore with the way our offense has looked. Um, give me the Vikings plus money. I know that goes against everything I stand for as a Panthers fan. But give me Kirk and the Vikings, and let's hope that they can at least make me some money while I watch the Panthers suck. Yeah. 
Alrighty, we'll move on to the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Holy motherfucker, I'm hammering them. Chargers, three-point three dogs. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are a fraudulent team. They are fraud. I am hammering Chargers money line at plus 130. I'm all over that shit. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick by the fact that the Ravens are frauds as well. They are two miraculous comebacks away from having three losses. I mean, Justin Tucker won them the game on a 66-yard field goal against the fucking Lions. Like, come on. Give me the Chargers money line. They're going to come in. They're going to put up a bunch of points, and they're going to win the football game. I might even, I'd even consider the over here, honestly, um, just because I do think Chargers are going to put up a bunch of points, and if the Ravens can get something going, they should get some points as well. You mean to mark it down, or you want to just keep that one as an offer? Uh, yeah, just keep it as an audible, just in case. On, we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on. This is the week for me. I know Burrow has the throw contusion, whatever the fuck that is. Um, I'm going to take Bengals on the money line. That's minus one. Six. They're three-point favorites. I don't like that. I would probably alt it down if you're going to do that. But I think Bengals money line at minus one six is good enough for a parlay, so I'm going to go ahead and take that uh, where I stand. Yeah, I'm actually going to end up taking the Bengals minus three here. Um, I don't, I mean, the Lions just continue to disappoint, um, and they do say that Joe Burrow should be all good to go for this week, which is good news. Um, my pick is a little biased. Um, I do have Lions to be the last winless team, so if the Jags could just maybe get that win and the Lions lose, I'd be thrilled there. Um, but yeah, I think the lines are going to continue to let us down. Um, so give me the Bengals minus three. All right, you got it. Next one: Rams versus Giants. Rams open at ten and a half. That's their <clears throat> that's their spread. They're ten and a half point favorite. I am not taking ten and a half. You guys know I don't like double digit spreads. Said it many times. I'm going to alt it down to ten and, or to nine and a half. Um, I know that's just a point, but that's a field goal and a touchdown, and that's minus one thirty. So I can 100% see it happening. I like it. Is it a little bit of a gamble? Sure. Um, but that's where I stand. Rams minus 9.5 alt spread. You? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Rams minus 9.5. I don't know if Danny Dimes is going to play this week. Normally they can get through the concussion protocol pretty quickly, but he looked really beat up on that game. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams minus 9.5. And, and then just to touch on that last game, because it's been bugging me ever since I forgot, um, I'm also taking a Joe Mixon touchdown um, in that game. So. Just to tap back on that Bengals game. But yeah, so Rams minus nine and a half. That should be no problem, people. I would definitely consider using the ten and a half in a teaser where you can tease it down to maybe like three and a half, three. Um, so I'm sure I'll be using that as well somewhere here this week. All right, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Cleveland Browns next. Carol or the, the Cardinals are three point dogs. Browns open and three favorites. I am all over Cardinals money line. There's a lot of dogs I like this week. Uh that is plus one twenty eight and I love. Browns are frauds, I think. I think big. Going cards, money line. 28. Give me the brownies, baby. Okay. Fuck, fuck the Cardinals. I need the Rams. I mean, I'm just a huge Rams guy this year. So I do think the Cardinals are good. But give me the Browns. They can run the ball. If Baker can play how he did this week, uh, in this coming week, they should win the football game. But you never know with Baker Mayfield. One week he looks like he did in college, and then the next week he looks like Mike Glennon. <laughs> um, but I think that if they can slow the game down, um, run the ball, it's kind of the same thing I said for the Chargers this week, and then they ended up not slowing the game down whatsoever. Um, but if they can run the ball, 
slow the game down um, and just outlast the Cardinals there. I think they got a shot to win. So I'm going to take the Browns just straight up money line. Okay, cool. Got it. All right, moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Denver Broncos. The Raiders are an underdog here, and I'm taking them. Raiders plus three and a half for their dogs. I'm taking Raiders plus three and a half. That's where I stand. I don't think the Broncos are any good. I don't think the Raiders are any good, but they got a new coach. I think maybe culture uh, will be shaken up here, and maybe we'll get an electric game from Derek Carr. That's what my hopes are. Raiders plus three and a half uh, for me. Those are mine. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, take the Raiders' money line here. I think they should win the game. Like we said, the Broncos will beat the teams they're supposed to beat and lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to. And I, in my opinion, the Raiders are a team they should lose to. I mean, they're just well-rounded. Both teams have a good defense, but the Raiders have a better offense, in my opinion, um, when it's clicking. And I know they just lost John Gruden, but, like, who cares? I mean, they have so you have 20 coaches on the coaching staff for a reason here. Um, so give me the Raiders' money line. Okay, cool. Uh, next we have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New England Patriots. Cowboys are currently a four-point favorite. That is where the line has opened. I like Cowboys at minus six and a half. This is one of those games, um, that I just think the Cowboys. There's no way they're gonna. That's who. Are... You're getting plus one fifteen odds on Cowboys minus six and a half. So I'm alting it up. What do you? Um. Yeah. I. This is a tough one. I mean, the line, like, I feel like it should be easy to take the Cowboys here, but then you see that plus four, minus four line, and it just, like, looks deceiving. Um, I think I'll probably take the Cowboys minus three here. Uh, they got a lot of momentum rolling. I know the Patriots uh, just had a nice comeback, but I do think the Cowboys are a better football team, so I'll probably alt down and take the Cowboys minus three. Okay, you got it. All righty. We have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Pittsburgh. Next, the Hawks are dogs. Plus 184 on the money line. Four and a half point is four and a half points is the spread. So Steelers four and a half point favorite. I that's weird. I don't like it. I don't like this game, to be honest with you. I'm gonna take the over at four and a half in this. That's minus one. I'm all over that. I really like that line, to be honest. Over 42 and that's an interesting choice. I kind of like that one too. I do kind of like that. Um, I'm gonna ride that with you. Um, but then I'm also going to take the Steelers minus three. I think Geno Smith does enough to keep the Seahawks in the game, but I don't think he does enough to win them the game. So I'm gonna go Steelers minus three, and I'm also gonna ride the over with you, just because I do like that low forty-two and a half number. I think that's honestly how I feel as well, and I just think that these defenses are. Suspect. That's that's where I am. Where I am. Steelers minus three is probably a good bet. I, I would coast. Okay, last game of the week, and then I, uh, we have the Buffalo Bills opening up as four and a half point favorites over the Tennessee Titans, who have been fraudulent on many occasions. Wow. Um, I like Bills money line here. It's not great odds. It's really not. But I think game i don't care if julio is back for the titans next i'm gonna take bill's money line uh, at minus you yeah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do the same thing i do with the steelers there i'm gonna take the bills minus three um and then if you're looking for some touchdown score action um obviously derrick henry is always a good choice 
But I think I'm going to end up going with Dawson Knox again this week. I don't know why. Josh Allen just loves Dawson Knox. Um, maybe, I don't I don't know why. Just Maybe it's because he's got that wild hair going on or something. He just looks good down there in the red zone. But uh, Bill's minus three, and then I'm going to take a Dawson Knox touchdown um, just, you know, just for fun because he was plus 280 last week, so why not again this week? All righty, cool. What is your lock of the week? Okay, I got a couple, and I'm sure you're going to agree with at least one of them. I'm going to go Bucks minus seven, Packers minus four and a half, and the Chiefs minus six and a half. I think all three of them are way better teams than their opponent, and these lines are slightly disrespectful. So those are my three best bets for the week. We have Bucks minus seven, Packers minus four and a half, and what's the Ravens one? No, Chiefs minus six and a half. Alrighty. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I do like those. I think for me, uh, my lock of the week is Cards Money Line. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say that's the one. Cards Money Line and over 42 and a half in that Seahawks Steelers game. So I'm going to go ahead and parlay those. Um, and, and that's where I stand. So, guys, I appreciate you listening to us. This week, Jeremy hasn't missed a week. Guy, um, thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll catch you guys all next week. Make sure you check us out on social. All right, we'll see you then. Yep, thanks for having me, Evan. Gonna Got keep it. this part rolling. Oh, of course. All right, see you guys. Take care.